Well, it's 4.54 a.m. December 10th, 2021. I fell asleep in the men field. My wife tried to wake me up to come to bed. I fell back asleep and woke up at 3.30, and I was wide awake. Decided to go ahead and finish this podcast. It's been on my mind, been working on it diligently, but I'm excited to bring this to you because this is an exciting chapter. This is episode 164. I'm Kenny Price. I'm the host of Rocks. This is a continuation of the Plain Revelation series. This is the focus on Revelation chapter 19. The title is very important. Here comes the groom. Here comes the groom. The subtitle, it will be worth it all when we see Jesus. At the beginning of this look into the book of Revelation, we heard the blessing pronounced over the one who reads and those who hear the words of this book. But the promised blessing has not lightened the heaviness of the words that are recorded. Now, 19 chapters later, The so what of all the judgment and terror is finally revealed the promised deliverance to those who overcome. The ultimate rescue of the saints of God from the sin-stained world by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is portrayed here in Revelation chapter 19 as a marriage, a marriage feast. In the Greek, it's a deep non to gamu. A deep non is an elaborate dinner celebration usually at the main meal of the day, which would have been in the evening. It's used here as a future feast celebrating the union of Christ and his followers. The gamos is a public ceremony associated with entry into a marriage relationship, the wedding celebration. So we have this compounding of this giant elaborate wedding feast. So the wedding celebration then as now is always an occasion to pull out all the stops and celebrate big. So the return of Christ is something that you and I can understand because it's in the ultimate expression of something we already know. All of the attributes of Christ's return reflects the tradition of a first century Jewish wedding and celebration feast. For a deeper dive into the images and symbolism here, you can do some web searches on your own for the background on all this. Revelation 19.9 is a key verse here. It says, And the angel said to me, Write this, Blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, These are true words of God. This chapter shines the spotlight on the soon and coming King Jesus, the star of the marriage supper of the Lamb, which immediately follows the fall of Babylon the Great in chapter 18. Here, chapter 19. After this, I heard something like the loud voice of a vast multitude in heaven saying, Hallelujah! Salvation, glory, and power belong to our God, because His judgments are true and righteous because he has judged the notorious prostitute who corrupted the earth with her sexual immorality, and he has avenged the blood of his servants that was on her hands. A second time they said, Hallelujah! Her smoke ascends forever and ever. Then the twenty-four elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshipped God, who is seated on the throne, saying, Amen! Hallelujah! A voice came from the throne, saying, Praise our God, all his servants and the ones who fear him, both small and great. Then I heard something like the voice of a vast multitude, like the sound of cascading waters, and like the rumbling of loud thunder, saying, Hallelujah, because our Lord God, the Almighty, reigns. Let us be glad, rejoice, and give Him glory, because the marriage of the Lamb has come, and His bride has prepared herself. She was given fine linen to wear, bright and pure, for the fine linen represents the righteous acts of the saints. Then He said to me, Write, Blessed are those invited to the marriage feast of the Lamb. He also said to me, These words of God are true. 
Then I fell at his feet to worship him, but he said to me, Don't do that. I am a fellow servant with you and your brothers and sisters who hold firmly to the testimony of Jesus. Worship God because the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Then I saw heaven opened and there was a white horse. Its rider is called Faithful and True, and with justice he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a fiery flame, and many crowns were on his head. He had a name written that no one knows except himself. He wore a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. The armies that were in heaven followed him on white horses, wearing pure white linen. A sharp sword came out of his mouth, so that he might strike the nations with it. He will rule them with an iron rod. He will also trample the winepress of the fierce anger of God the Almighty. And he has a name written on his robe and on his thigh, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Then I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he called out in a loud voice, saying to the birds flying high overhead, Come, gather together for the great supper of God, so that you may eat the flesh of kings, the flesh of military commanders, the flesh of the mighty, the flesh of horses and of their riders, and the flesh of everyone, both free and slave, small and great. Then I saw the beast, the kings of the earth, and their armies gathered together to wage war against the rider on the horse and against his army. But the beast was taken prisoner, and along with it the false prophet, who had performed the signs in its presence. He deceived those who accepted the mark of the beast and those who worshipped its image with these signs. Both of them were thrown alive into the lake of fire that burns with sulfur. The rest were killed with a sword that came from the mouth of the rider on the horse, and all the birds ate their fill of their flesh. Here, the invitation. In verses 1 through 8, it's an auditory explosion of sound that John is hearing. This entrance to this wedding will be by invitation only. In these verses, the invitation is being extended. When I was a teenager, I went to the wedding of a friend of mine. He was the oldest of three brothers. It was in Anderson, Texas, a small town just north of Houston. The wedding reception was at the KC Hall, which stands for the Knights of Columbus, which is a Catholic-owned venue that the family rented for the reception. There they had barbecue, they had beer, and it was in abundance at the reception. Many of the people there had not been at the wedding, and they were greatly underdressed. Some even appeared to be homeless. I asked one of the family members, from where did all these people come? They said it was just sort of standard practice in that small town that if there was a shindig at the KC Hall, that everyone was invited. Friend, this will not be the case at the marriage supper of the Lamb. It will be by invitation only. Personal faith in Christ is the wedding invitation. Right now, Jesus calls out to all. In Matthew 22, he says, Whosoever will, let him come. In Revelation chapter 22, verse 17, at the very end of the book, Written almost 2,000 years ago, the invitation is extended to all people. Both the Spirit and the Bride say, Come. Let anyone who hears say, Come. Let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who desires take the water of life freely. Right now, there are no holdbacks. And I ask the question, how can anyone find fault with God who repeatedly says, Come? But friend, on the day he returns, it will be too late. The guest list will be complete. Not only hear the invitation, but hear the celebration. John did not see the celebration. He heard the massive celebration. It will be a time of great rejoicing, gladness, and giving God glory, filled with rambunctious worship. We see in verses 1, 3, 5, and 6 this fourfold antiphonal response of hallelujahs, praise Yahweh, because God has condemned, he has avenged, he has sealed, and he has prevailed. See the great presentation starting in verse 7. 
There's a great contrast here. It's a stark contrast between the prostitute we saw in chapter 18, covered in harmful, filthy, dirty, decay, and death, versus now the brilliant, clean bride of Christ, clothed in purity and life. But as I said, all of the focus is going to be on the groom. We need to always keep our eyes on the groom in this wedding. Friend, look at the appearance of the conquering king, squeaky clean from battle. It says he's on the white horse, the judges who accompany him. He wages war, the blazing eyes, the bloody robe, the many crowns, the pristine armies of heaven, the broadsword, the iron staff, in a word, beautiful. Jeremy Camp sings a song written by Tim Hughes that catches a glimpse of the flavor of the celebration on this great coming day. The song title is beautiful. Here are the lyrics. A link to the YouTube video will be in the show notes. Wonderful, so wonderful is your unfailing love. Your cross has spoken mercy over me. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no heart could fully know how glorious, how beautiful you are. Beautiful one I love, beautiful one I adore. Beautiful one, my soul must sing. Powerful, so powerful, your glory fills the skies. Your mighty works displayed for all to see. The beauty of your majesty awakes my heart to see how marvelous, how wonderful you are. You opened my eyes to your wonders anew. You captured my heart with this love because nothing on earth is as beautiful as you. Look at the beauty of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. See his divinity in verse 6. He is the Lord God Almighty. See his sacrifice in verse 7, the Lamb. See his humanity in verse 10. He's Jesus. See his character. He's faithful and true. See his mystery. He has a name unknown to all except himself. See his eternity. He's the Word of God. See his majesty. He's King of kings. See his authority. He's Lord of lords. The shocking response to this massive physical manifestation of the returning king will be the assembly of all the lost of the earth to wage war against him. Back in Revelation chapter 17, verse 14, we're reminded it says they will make war against the Lamb, but the Lamb will overcome them because he is Lord of lords and King of kings, and with him will be his called, chosen, and faithful followers. And now we see here in chapter 19 that prophecy come to pass. In stark reality, it's true that you have one of two options before you, my friend. The invitation is to the marriage supper of the Lamb. It's being extended to you now, or it will be the supper of God for the birds. To put it simple, the invitation is come to the meal or be a meal. The wedding crashers, those people of the earth who rise up to crash the marriage supper of the Lamb, will be devoured by the birds of the air. In a cataclysmic fatal counter coup, the beast and the false prophet will bypass all the usual steps to the afterlife. They will bypass death. They will bypass Hades. They will bypass the resurrection which leads to the second death. They will bypass the great white throne judgment. But here they bypass all and they will be thrown instantly into the lake of fire. What an uplifting and encouraging word after so much heaviness and terror that we have seen unfold in the book of Revelation. This is a powerful reminder of what is to come, the glorious return of King Jesus. And friend, it will be worth it all. Jesus is worthy to receive the fourfold cacophony of praise because of who he is and because of what he did. And to think, especially during this time that we celebrate Christmas, it all started with a baby in a manger. What a complete story that has the ultimate aim of our rescue, our salvation at the heart of it. In the midst of this strange and weird time we find ourselves in, we have every reason to rejoice. 
And with that, my friend, I bid you peace. Peace.